Welcome to Making Lemonade. I'm Wit. And I'm Kels. And we started this podcast to bring connection and support to this community. We know that every single person goes through tough situations in life. And we wanted to help share stories of those situations to help others not feel so alone. We are not therapists or doctors. Our opinions are our own. The opinions expressed by the guests on each episode is their own and doesn't necessarily share our same views. You can find information and resources shared by each guest in the episode notes or on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for listening. On today's episode, we talked to Kendall and Charlie, who are two sisters. Um, they're 17 and 19 right now, but during their story, they're 15 and 17. And I just, I want to say their ages because I feel like that's important to yeah, their story. Definitely. And just like their strength at this mm-hmm. age, I can't imagine the weight that was on their shoulders during this hard time of their life. And just seeing them now, um, how happy they are. Yes. And the ability to carry on in spite of everything Mm -hmm. that they went through and how encouraging they are to each other. And they just kept moving forward. So um, to kind of preface their story, they had, they adopted a little brother. um, Their family did. And then their grandfather died and then their mother passed away. So they just went through a whole ton of stuff. Yeah. Just within the matter of a year. I think like a year, year and a half. And they were in a terrible wreck. Yes. Um, And so, yeah, we just are so excited to have the ability to share their story um, because it's good to see from a teenager's perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's okay to keep going. And they are incredible people in the rodeo world and they have this platform that they're sharing so many good things that I think everyone just needs to hear, you know. Yep. And so we are so excited for you guys to hear today's episode. Give them some love on social media and... Thanks for listening. Welcome, Kendall and Charlie. We are so excited to talk to you ladies today. How are you doing? Good. Good. (laughs) Um, Why don't you guys kind of tell us where your story begins? Well, we just want to say thank you for having us. We love listening to your podcasts. And Kendall will actually start it off, and then I'll go through some of the other details about it. Okay. Okay, so in 2016... We got a call um, from DCFS saying that my aunt was in jail and our little cousin was in um, the DCFS program. And so my mom, being the kind heart she was, decided to take him in into foster care, um, thinking that his mom would end up getting him back in the year that she had to get ready for. And so my mom, being the kind heart she was, took her into our household and thinking that she'd um, the her his mom would be able to take him back in the next year she had to um, get everything together well that didn't happen and in June of 2018 we ended up adopting my little brother and he has like fetal alcohol syndrome ADHD and attachment disorder and stuff like that and so that's kind of where our story started tell and us how old he is so he turned 11 just last week okay and he was four when we got him. Okay. With the fetal alcohol syndrome, he is about 
an eight-year-old. Oh, okay. okay. That's where his brain is. Okay. Okay. And then in... Yeah, go to the right. So fast forward after 2018, we adopted my brother and we were, our family was just all at a all time high. We were loving life. We were planning trips all the time. We're going to horse shows, rodeos, soccer games, everything. Well, Kendall actually decided in 2020 to get into the AQHA Young Horse Development Program. This This program is very prestigious. You have like 4,000 kids that apply for it each year and only get 40 get a horse and it just goes all over the nation and basically you get a ranching heritage breeder that donates that kid a horse and then you compete for the nine months so Kendall got it in 2020 and we were just doing horse shows and vibing and loving life well then I applied for 2021 program year and I got into it too. So it was sisters back to back. And I decided to go in. We went and got my horse from South Dakota. Her name is Mercy. I literally love her so much. My best friend by far. But when we were going to pick up Mercy in South Dakota, um, I'm not sure if any of y'all have been to Wyoming, but Wyoming, the one there, something else. Not something that you want to get messing with. So we were up on South Pass. We were going down like the Dead Man's Curve area. And it was like kind of where wind was blowing, the snow across the road, icy roads. And my dad looks at my mom and goes, I think we just got over the brunt of it. And I was like, okay. And I've been on the iPad all this time. Like just vibing, watching my TV shows because there's no service. And it's just a boring 12-hour drive to South Dakota. So... We got through this Red Canyon and I decided to just look up and look at the scenery, which is something weird because I didn't do that throughout the whole drive. And then all of a sudden we got in a 120 mile per hour crosswind and my dad saw the tire fly out of the back of our truck and it just went down the highway. And um, all the next thing I know is our truck is tilting to the side at a 90 degree angle And I black out at this point, and apparently we slid down a 50-foot embankment. Our trailer came unhooked from the ball of our truck. It did a full 360 above our truck and landed straight on top, just like flat, on the tires and everything. And we looked at one another, and my mom, of course, was cut in a quilt because she loves quilting. And when that happened... Um, we don't know exactly what happened, but the quilt and the scissors were not from, like, they were away from her, but the, she had her hand on the oh crap bar, and it either went through the windshield or the passenger window side. We don't know which one, and it actually cut open her hand to the point where bone was showing, and, like, arteries and tendons were, like, non-existent at this point. And where she was cut and quilt, we had a quilt and we just wrapped it in. Um, my dad was kicking out the windshield so we could get out. And we weren't supposed to have service, but I actually had service, so I was able to call 911. The truck keys fell right in my dad's, my mom's lap to shut off the truck. 
we were actually like 10 feet away from the guardrail. If we didn't get away from that guardrail, all of us would have been killed. All of us should have been killed. But there were just so many tender mercies that saved that from having that. Um, we were Where we're going through South Pass, we did stop at Farson, which is just a little outside of South Pass, which is outside of Lander. And we got gas at this gas station and we talked to the chick and the chick was like, yeah, you guys better go. There's no wind because it did like have a safety warning sign for chains, but we didn't think much of it. So again, we were supposed to have chains, but where we didn't, it actually saved our lives. So that was another tender mercy. Um, Right when we crashed, I don't know where this guy appeared. I'm not going to say his name because that's confidential, but we love this man. I've never seen him in my life. We actually did a law research to reach out to this guy again because he wouldn't tell us his name or anything. And he actually was the one that got my mom up the 50-foot embankment because it was very steep into the ambulance and the truck waiting for the ambulance. And when you got up there, the wind was just horrendous like you were on the side of the road and you could just see that truck shake and it was to the point where we thought this little f-150 was gonna roll down the embankment as well so we basically told just get my mom up around the road 10 feet away from the wind and it literally that just little spot had the wind so we're just sitting there me and my dad um we have everything in our horse trailer. We did get some tack out and some other things that were sentimental to us before going to pick up Mercy. But we did lose a couple like buddy heaters, propane tanks, but that's that's replaceable. So when we were doing that, we I had to go sit in a cop car at the top of the road. And the guy had a brand new cop car and it was so the wind was so bad that rocks were just hit in the window and they actually shattered one of the windows and he told me he goes just so you know it's not gonna hurt you because you have plexiglass right straight by you but if there is a rock that hits it it will completely just shatter and cave in he goes just beware it won't hurt you and I was like okay this is sketchy but trying to like get my nerves and stop crying and So me and my dad are sitting there grabbing like our license and everything, trying to figure out some things. And then we get in the car and then we go to Lander Hospital, which is where my mom is at. And it literally looked like we were moving into the hospital. Like I remember it. We all had our suitcases just like going in, pillows, blankets. And I remember the one lady was like, um, what are you guys doing? And I'm over there like crying. I'm like, my mom's in the hospital and like crying and everything. But they were super nice. I love them to death. Um, then we went back down and me and my dad were like, well, um, your mom's not going to get out of the hospital tonight. So we might as well just hike down like three miles into Lander Little Town. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So we grab our suitcases, we grab our blankets and we just start walking. And we get down a little bit below the um, Lander Hospital. And this guy in this SUV just, like, stops. And he goes, "Um, are you guys, like, okay? And me and my dad are like, 
yeah, we just wrecked our truck and trailer up at South Pass. And he goes, oh my goodness. He goes, are you guys trying to get like a room? And me and my dad are like, yeah, that would be great. So we get, so he's like, just hop in. And me and my dad are like, okay, like, let's <laughs> not get killed. But sure, you're be- like, you seem super nice. We'll get in with you. So we get in and we start heading down and um, we get squared away in this little hotel. And it's kind of like, just like super dinky type deal, like mm-hmm. kind of sketchy, but I mean, it's kind of Wyoming, so. Put the mic a little closer to your, sorry. No, you're good. I can't hear you very well. No, it's kind of like Wyoming, so it's kind of just, if you've been to Wyoming, it's kind of sketchy, but it just was a really sketchy place for a hotel and everything, and I lost my phone charger, so, and my phone was about dead because I was trying to call everyone to be like, hey, just so you know, like, we're not going to be able to get to South Dakota, trying to contact Kendall because she's in Logan, trying to talk, contact my grandma who has Jack, and, like, just trying to get everyone to know that we got in a crash and that we might not, we don't know when we'll be home. And we went to Maverick, we got a phone charger, we got some food. Yeah, and um we're sitting there and i'm over there in the hotel room kind of like still in shock and freaking out um because it was just very sudden and unexpected and my dad's out talking to the guy a guy or two that are our neighbors in the hotel and i'm like dad someone's on the phone for you because the guy who gave us a ride to the hotel actually called the hotel and was like hey i want to know which room the readers are in and he's like here you go so um, I was like, dad, these people are on the phone for you. And he's like, okay, just give me a minute. And the, my dad's talking to these two guys who have arm tattoos, like full sleeve tattoos, like eye patches, like beer in their hands, like vapes, just kind of some really sketchy guys that I'm like, okay, like not sure if I trust you, but they were the sweetest people. They looked at my dad and was like, because we couldn't find some insurance things for my mom. Like we did lose a couple super important documents that we couldn't get right in the crash. So the guys was like, just take my truck and go up there because we can't, we can't drive. We've been drinking. So my dad's like, you guys sure? And I was like, dad, don't wreck the truck. And we start heading up and unfortunately, South Pass was closed, so we couldn't get up there. So we just turned around and sat and talked. And then that night, it's almost like 11, and my mom calls my dad crying. And my mom's like, they want to amputate part of my hand. It's that bad. Like, they've tried to clean it because of the rock, the dirt, everything that got in it. And um, I'm not sure if you guys know Dr. Benyon, but Dr. Benyon, or my mom's colleague, basically was like, I'm going to fly out there and get you, Mackenzie. Like, don't worry about it. I'll drive. But the roads were so bad. So every road to South Pass or to Lander was closed, even I-80 and South Pass. And they wanted to fly her to the UV of U. But um, that was also a no-no because the wind was so bad. So we just kind of sat there. And um, my dad's friend is a canine officer. And he was like, hey, you guys have done so much for me. I'm going to come and get you. And me and my dad are like, yes, yes, yes. We get out of this mess. So we're sitting there, but we're like, will mom be discharged tomorrow? Like, what is going to happen? So she went in for surgery that night. And the next day we've been on the phone and 
South Pass is still kind of not open all the way, but not closed all the way. Like you can get up to Farson and that's about it. Well, finally they opened it all the way up. So he was able to come get us. But um, we also had apparently some family connection in Lander that actually came and got us and drove us to Farson to meet my dad's buddy. And then we drove home and I, it's still a mess, but that was almost a year ago or two um, in November. So that will be fun. Um, And that's basically why Mercy's name is Mercy, because we have had so many tender mercies when picking her up. And I, I just thought it was the perfect name for her. And yeah, like <laughs> me and her are best friends and she's very sentimental to me. What Was your mom able to go home with you guys then? She was able to go home with us. Okay. She did just got like surgery and she was super sore. Like her whole arm was bandaged. Um, I know that when we got home, so that was November 13th of 2020. And then we got home like the 14th and then the December 3rd or 4th. Um, she went in for surgery because um, she had that art, like artery in her arm that it sliced open and like cut. So she wasn't getting any blood flow through there. So they actually moved, cut open her arm and moved everything up to get more blood flow through her arm and hand. And they did this and they did this and they kept doing wanting her more surgeries. But it was to the point where she didn't want any more surgeries because she was taking so much time off work and she just was in bed all day. Like there'd be days I didn't even see her because she was so sick. And we were just like, no, like, no. And then that kind of where it takes us into COVID-19 because my mom was on antibiotics and stuff and went because she started getting an infection and her hand started turning green. And that's when we started being like, oh, snap, like, this isn't good. So the doctor put her on antibiotics after that and everything. But, yeah, she was able to go home with us, but it was a very long process. Like, she had to have ice. Um, I didn't really talk about this, but she did cut open her leg, and that caused a lot of pain with her walking. Like, she kind of walked funny after that because we don't know, like, when she when we crashed if like her whole body hit the dash but she did cut it up going up the mountain trying to get into the car um she did have a lot of back pain after it she was just not in a healthy place i don't even think she was in a healthy mindset after the crash um i know she became a lot more like she wanted us to go live life more and was more lenient on some of those things But she just didn't have the quality of life in her, I guess you could say, because after the crash and her like, she just didn't feel good. So she just didn't really care. She was like, as long as you guys aren't getting in trouble and leaving me alone type deal, I'm good. And that's kind of when we transfer back to like the COVID-19 and stuff. Okay, so some things I wanted to add, like the wind was so bad that they had to leave our truck and trailer on the side of the road for four days before they went and grabbed it. Um, We didn't even have that horse trailer for, (laughs) we had it for 93 days. And the only reason why I know the exact days is because if it was 90 days, they would fully like custom made it again because it was custom made and everything we wanted in the trailer. 
And so that was, but I was milking at the Abar Landon Livestock and I got the call and my dad always joked around that he wrecked that trailer because it was my dream trailer. Like <laughs> it was my dream trailer and it was his dream truck. So it just kind of worked out. And so when he called me, I was like, yeah, right. Like no way. And he goes, serious. I was like, yeah, no, I got to get back to milking. I'll call you later. You know, just kind of brushed off. And then she sent me pictures and I was like, oh, crap, that's worse than I thought it was. And so um, it was kind of it was definitely a life changing moment to hear that my mom almost died in that. Like, you didn't know that. Um, so after that wreck, we lived life a lot more. Me and Charlie did. Um, we used to hate each other. Like we used to fight 24 seven. Now we actually talk a lot and like we hang out with the same people and we have fun and stuff. So I'm um, going back into 2021, start off the year. We got, we're healing from the wreck and January 1st comes and we get the call that my grandpa passed away. Um, he's been on dialysis for 13 years. And so I'm kind of passionate about dialysis awareness because um, it's not talked a lot and not a lot of people know about it. So that's, that took a lot out of me knowing my grandpa passed away because he was my best friend. Um, he taught me a lot about horses. I horse show and rodeo queen. So <laughs> that's the reason why we're into it. Um, so 2021 just started off as a crappy year, um, which I would have took in 2020 over 2021 any day. Um, in 2021, September, we or August, we started school, going through school. I was loving my school year. I believe it was my sophomore year. Love school, made some amazing new friends as freshmen were coming in and upperclassmen I was super good friends with. Charlie was the FFA um, secretary. And so we were doing all things. I was part of the FCCLA club. Um, I was high school rodeoing, absolutely loved just rodeoing and being out with my horses and stuff. And my mom, that that spring, I didn't know but my mom didn't like watching me high school rodeo because a lot of accidents happened there. And she was worried that my horse would flip or something because he drew her up every once in a while. And I finally got my mom talked into coming to watch me for one high school rodeo in the spring. And it was my last high school rodeo. It was, I believe it was the district finals. And it was that Friday night. And I was like, mom, please just come. I want to watch you or I want you to watch me that one time. And, um, she came and that was the last time she ever watched me high school rodeo. And then in August, I won the Oneida County Rodeo Queen. And so I, I worked my butt off on that title. And I, that fr Saturday night, it's not an actual IPRA rodeo. It's a family fun rodeo. And so you get to compete. The queen gets to compete in all these different events, like the um, hide race barrels and sweetheart race and stuff. And that was the last time my mom ever saw me carry the American flag in for everybody. And um, it's just these all these things all came together. And I was like, wow, my life is going pretty good. And then in September, August, no, nope, yeah, it was August. Last week of August, that last Monday, I tested positive for COVID. My dad tested positive and mom tested positive. Jack never, Jack was always, he never tested positive, never showed symptoms, never did anything. Mom was, as, how do you say it, asymptomatic? Asymptomatic. 
asthmatic i don't know <laughs> asthmatic symptomatic yeah asymptomatic. Okay. there you go <laughs> uh, <laughs> that i don't know why that slipped my mind and um my mom it's a tradition that we run barrels at the wellsville founders day rodeo and my mom told me on saturday that if i tested negative that morning i could go run barrels and that's kind of something i love to do with my horse bs and so i was planning i went to that and that night, my mom's like, I feel like I need to go to the hospital. And I said, well, let's go. And I was only 15 at the time, so I couldn't drive myself. But I was like, I can drive you in there. I could just need a ride back. I'll call grandma or something. And she goes, no, I don't want to go. And so I was like, okay, well, um, she worked for Dr. Benyon, as said before. And he brought in oxygen machines because her oxygen just kept dropping. And so she didn't want to go to the hospital. So that's like the best thing we could do for her. And so that Sunday morning, I remember going out to go um, check hay because it was supposed to rain that day. And I was going to get all the hay bailed and all of it hauled into the shed for my dad. And I made it out into the horse crawl and I hear this bloody scurling scream coming from the bathroom window. I run back inside and my mom fell in the shower. And yeah, because her oxygen was so low. And so I got her into her bedroom and I said, Mom, you really need to get dressed and we need to take you into the hospital right now. And she was trying her hardest to get dressed as fast as she could, but she couldn't do anything because her oxygen level was so low. Um, the last time I checked it was that 32. And she was still talking at that. And so wow. She, and she was purple. And I was like, you don't look good. We need to get you to the hospital right now. And I left for like two minutes at most to go tell my brother or to call my grandma to come watch my brother because my mom needed to go to the hospital. And at that time, I walked back into her room and she looked at me and she goes, who are you? And that's at the moment I called 911. And I was at the time as church was coming out. And so everybody was passing by and everybody saw like all the sirens and in two minutes everybody knew something bad happened and so I kept getting calls and texts and we were trying to get her downstairs before the ambulance came in so then they didn't have to come in COVID positive house and I was the only one negative so I filled out the police report or the ambulance report and stuff like that and right when they walked in she passed away on our in our living room and so that um, took a lot out of us. And I remember calling my adopted mom, <laughs> Brianna, um, loved them to death. They were in Brigham and that's, they live in Portage, Utah. So it's a little small town and they were in Brigham and they made it within 10 minutes to my house. And she knew, she's like, I knew something bad was going to happen. I just didn't know when and who it was going to happen to. I felt like something bad is going to happen. And she, um, stayed with us the whole night basically because we didn't know what to do and my dad actually went into the hospital and he was super sick and so he stayed in the ICU for five days and he was in the hospital for seven days wow. so me and my sisters so I have an older sister she's turning 23 in the next couple days and um we went and planned mom's funeral alone and she forged dad's charlie forged um dad's signature on the death certificate wow. and stuff like that and 
dad, we tried to plan out the funeral as long as we could so dad could make it because we didn't know when dad was coming out of the hospital. And they said, I was talking to my hairstylist and she actually had one of the ICU nurses and she goes, aren't you related to Mackenzie Reader? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, she goes, we didn't think Bill Reader was going to make it out. We thought he was going to die. So we didn't know what to do because dad was sick. Dad, dad's never been so sick in his life and he's had um, other problems. But when we went to go see him in the ICU, he couldn't talk. And they're like, the only reason why we let him in is because we were scared that we were going to lose both parents. So we went and actually got to see mom after she passed, which was um, pretty heartbreaking. But it was a, but it was great. We were super grateful because they, because of COVID going around and we were, she was t- COVID, wow, COVID positive. And so they let all of our family come in and friends come in to say goodbye. Mm. And that was just something we were super grateful for because not a lot of people get that when they lose a, some someone to COVID. Um, that's basically. So after my dad came home after the seven days, my mom died on September 5th of 2021. And her funeral was actually September 16th of 2021. So my dad could make it. And I remember going when she died, um, that a lot of the responsibilities came on to me because I was 17 at the time. She died like 17 days before my 18th birthday. So I already kind of knew some of the roles that we're supposed to take on, but I didn't think, oh snap, like mom's going to die and I'm going to have to be like the mom of the house. That wasn't my thing. Like I was actually going to go live life more. I was going to be a little kid before I turned 18, basically. And then when she died and my dad was in the hospital and Kendall actually decided to go back to school as soon as she could. She didn't want to stay home. And my brother, we where he had fetal alcohol syndrome and ADHD, we decided it would be better for him to continue with his routine and go to school. So and my older sister, again, she lives in Roy. She just moved to Wyoming just this past week. So basically, it was just me home. And I had to learn a lot. Like, I have really dark humor, and that's just how I really cope with things. But I had to learn how to be a mom and how to, like, grow up super fast, especially when your dad is in the hospital and you're the one that has to cook, clean, make sure all the kids are ready for bed, make sure they get up the next morning. So I actually had to take the whole month of September off. And I actually wasn't going to go finish I was actually gonna just go to Mountain Crest and quickly finish my year just zoom through it get done in no time just after this first semester on like November-ish area I was gonna just be like okay I'm done I graduate got my credits but after a lot of like persuasion and praying and everything I decided to stay throughout Mountain Crest because I was taking like eight concurrent enrollment classes why my mom was dying, like, why she died, and, like, I don't know how I did it, but somehow I got, like, 27 credits, was a full-time student, was basically the mom in the family, and a lot of people have recognized that, like, I'm on a lot of magazines, but it's just crazy how one little thing can switch your life, and if me and Kendall can say anything to someone is listen to those 
moment and tell your family that you love them all the time before it's taken away because you don't know when the last time will be. You don't know when the last time you'll get that hug or that icy run or that time sewing a quilt together. You just don't know. And to always just live life to the fullest. Like my mom used to say, live life or live like live right now as like tomorrow's your last or today's your last. Sorry, that's like a whole mess um but she used to say that all the time after the crash and ever since she passed away it kind of hit me and kindled that we need to just live life and enjoy life and do everything that we love and just don't hold back and just live it so after my mom passed um i qualified for state that year in the state horse show in salina utah and i the registration closed the day of my mom's funeral and I was like I don't know if I want to do this like I don't know if I can do this without her and because she was like my rock for rodeo queening horse showing she's always the one that got stuff ready (laughs) um and stuff like that and so (laughs) um I got a text from a sweet friend in Hiram Utah and she goes hey I signed you up and I was like what I don't want to and at that time, I was showing two different horses. I was showing my horse Lucky Seven and BS. In the so Lucky Seven, we started. We, me and my sister, actually started the in hand program for the 4-H, the horse in hand program. And so that means you can show a horse in hand rather than in saddle because they're too young or too old to ride. And so, but we wanted to still get to like the lunge line part and showmanship and stuff. And so we started that, and my mom fought it with Utah. And so we got it into our state program and they're like, well, you're because you started it, you're competing in the first in-hand program. Um, we did really good that year. Um, so we went to state the next week and that's been the best state I've had. And so I always say mom is with us. And ever since mom's died, I feel like we've we've lived life. Um, we've been super lucky Oh, yeah. 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 My little brother thinks fire's fun in the kitchen. Mm. Mm. And one day we came home and the kitchen was on fire. Oh, my word. You guys. <laughs> but it, it was all good. It, my mom got her. You new, got it out. Yeah. My mom got her new kitchen that she wanted. <laughs> she didn't get to enjoy it, but she got it. Um, so stuff like that. Like, we play these dumb games. Um, like car hide and go seek we play them in Menden all the time actually and we go and hide and we find each other and then we like go out of state with boys and just goof off and (laughs) we have the fun times and if mom was here I don't think that would happen but I just think live life to the fullest um also I kind of want to talk about if we have time talk about my platform for rodeo queen we have time yeah Yeah. let's do it okay so I rodeo queen and my platform is you matter and the reason why it's not suicide prevention is because suicide's a hard word. And especially in the reader's household, I lost my aunt in 2014 to suicide and she had seven kids. Wow. And so ever since then, I kind of wanted to cover the suicide prevention part. But if you talk about suicide, it's a hard topic. And so next year, I'm hoping to travel to Arkansas and try out for the Miss Teen Radio USA pageant. And you have to have a platform speech. And I sat for how many days on this? 
like five days and I was like, I don't know what my platform's gonna be. And so it's gonna be you matter. And um I I'd rather attend I would rather sit all night and talk to you than attend your funeral. And I think a lot of people think that, but in these days a lot of people feel lonely and that's just not okay. And um a lot of people know this. A lot of them suicides are in teens. And Utah has one of the highest rates in um, wow. America. I I sat with my counselor last year, and I was like, I need help with this. And he was super passionate, and he every year he makes me go over the intercom and give my speech. But it's been super cool to kind of learn about that, but it's super sad. Um, we actually lost one of our close, well, not close, but one of our neighbors to suicide just a couple weeks ago. And it's hard to see the effects on people, what it does, and a lot of people don't realize the effects. So just know you matter. And, yeah, we be kind. Um, I see a lot of bullying happening at Mountain Crest, and that's just so sad because there's a girl that came up to me. She I don't know her. She does, I don't think she knows me, at least, and... She was crying, and I was like, you want to go somewhere and talk? And just probably that five-minute conversation saved her life. So anything you say can affect someone's life somehow, some way, and stuff like that. So true. Do it for the positive and don't do it for the negative. And always treat people right. Like, they're – yeah, you don't – I hear stuff in hallways at high school all the time. And it's just like, people are being jerks. And I'm like, why do you say that? Like, I know you mean it as a joke, but that person may not think it's a joke, you know? Mm -hmm. And so even if you think it's a joke or people say it's a joke, sometimes it's not. They just want to make you feel better and stuff like that. And so whatever comes, like, you want to be nice, be kind, be positive, you know? Don't always, you look, I guess it's hard not to look at the negative, but. Try not to look. Um, I always say, don't live, don't look back at your old days. Look at your new days, and I feel like that's positive because a lot of people tell, um, look at their backstory and be like, I'm not worth it. Like, I've done all this stuff, and I'm like, well, you haven't done that in like three months. Mm-hmm. You're already improving and stuff. So you always want to just look in your future. Don't look in your past and. Um, take those lessons that you've learned in the past and put them towards your future. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes, I couldn't agree more. You guys are amazing. Can I know. Look at you two. I'm like, you guys are like half my age. And right? look at the smiles on their faces. I know you guys can't see this, but they had a really hard, what, like two years? Yeah. And you guys have not let it get you down. I'm sure oh. you have your days. Yeah, we do. <laughs> you know, but look at like, what is what do they say like roses from the ashes or something like that? I don't even. I there's a saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a saying, but you guys are like the epitome of that. You're doing great, and I'm so proud of you. Like, I can't imagine how hard it is to go through this wreck and then lose your grandpa. You know, watch your mom be in pain, and then your dad in the hospital while your mom dies. Yeah. I. I just don't know how no. you recovered you from guys, that. Yeah, plan the funeral. Yeah. Yeah, definitely different. And like you said, everyone has their hard days. And it's like also like Kendall said, but you just got to go through it and mm-hmm. live like it's your last. Like 
say I had like an awful day at college, like I do have some days awful at college. Like I hate going to college some days because it's just so new and something that I'm not used to like I was with high school. But just going through there and putting a smile, even if it's fake on it, just makes the whole day. Like, even if it's a fake smile, put it on. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, fake it till you make it is perfect (laughs) because who knows, that smile could be totally fake, but you could make someone else's day with it. So just, just stay positive. Like, that's me and Kendall's, like, passion is... Just stay positive, love life, and honestly, just love who you are as a person. Even if you have your days, it's okay. Everyone else does mm-hmm. too. Just go along with it. Go with the flow. And everything happens for a reason, even if we don't know that reason. And that's the one thing that's really stuck with me. And it's not... I don't think we could have got through it with the people that's helped us. Um, there's been countless people that knew me before and then there's countless people that didn't know me until after mom's passing and I couldn't do them without both of them um there's my aunts to thank um some of my friends up in Idaho they've saved me um whenever I just need to get away from Wellsville or even the house I go up to Mlad and that's just my getaway spot and I'm probably there five out of the seven days of the week but I could not do it without them well you guys are incredible and I can't even imagine how proud your mom is of you guys and just your strength and your ability to carry on and do it with this big smile on your face um thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and just you know talking with us well, thank you guys so much again. We love your guys' podcast. Um, my mom actually listened to it. Aww. Fun fact. And that's actually kind of how I came across you guys. Okay. was wow. from my mom's phone looking for podcasts. And Kendall, of course, had it playing. And I was like, I want to hear some of these inspirational stories. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys so much. And I just want to say to whoever's listening to this in Cache Valley, and you guys have helped the Reader family, we are so thankful and so grateful for you guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you so, so, so much. Aww. Thanks, girls. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Make sure to leave us a rate and review wherever you are listening. You can also email us at making lemonade podcast one at gmail.com you can also find us on instagram at making lemonade dot podcast or facebook at making lemonade with wit and kills you can also find out more about my foundation bane's legacy at facebook and instagram at bane's legacy and www.baneslegacy.com and you can find out more about my foundation you can find us on social media at TTTuff and our website is TTTuff.org.